0: What is agriculture? Do they really use antibiotics? Why are tractors so big? Is organic really better? Why do they use chemicals? Does chocolate milk come from brown cows? Why don't we all just eat local? Hello and welcome to episode number one of the Ag For You podcast. My name is Dustin Bartlett. I'm going to be your host. Thank you for joining in. This is something that I've been really excited about getting going. Um, I listen to podcasts all the time and I think about agriculture all the time. Uh, Next to my wife and kids, it's probably the thing I think about the most. So I, I decided that doing an ag podcast is something that I want to do actually it kind of started this holiday season with my friends and family and getting a lot of questions about agriculture and realizing that there's a lot that people don't know and also realizing that there's a lot of misinformation out there I think we can all agree that the media doesn't necessarily tell the the truth all the time and agriculture has been in the news and the over the past couple of years quite a bit and it's just one of those things that started to bother me and I decided that, You know what, I'm going to try and help somebody learn where their food, where their fuel and fiber comes from, and this is the best way for me to do it. Like I said, I I get asked a lot of questions all the time. I work in the ag industry, so people are naturally curious about it, and I thought it was just my, you know, close family, you know, want to know what I do, that kind of thing. But I decided to actually put a survey out on social media to see if there was any interest in people learning about where their food comes from. And I was actually surprised with how many people responded to my survey. I had two questions uh, through that survey. One was for the consumers and one was for farmers. Uh, I have a mix of friends through social media, some that don't farm and some that do farm. So I decided to ask both of them because I wanted to know... You know, on the consumer side, the question was, what would you like to learn more about when it comes to where your food, fuel, and clothes or fiber comes from? And I got a ton of answers to that, ton of responses. And for the farming friends, I said, uh, as a farmer, what is something that you would like the consumers to know more about when it comes to where their food, fuel, and clothes or fiber comes from? And I had a lot of good answers there too. I was surprised but not surprised on the consumers, uh, the, the answers that I got. A lot of it had to do with organics and non-organics, GMOs, non-GMOs, antibiotics, uh, pesticides, herbicides, fertilizers, how is it harming the environment? I wasn't surprised by this because if you follow the media, that's all they talk about in agriculture. They just strictly talk about things that are quick one little liner topics that people can get get behind or get enraged by or or get upset about it's it's a lot of emotion but they never talk about the true side of agriculture the family that that works hard every single day to help grow food for the world and I know that sounds cliche but it's something that farmers are really proud about is raising food to feed the world and they never talk about that. They never talk about the struggles that farmers are having right now. Now in wet years and and dry years, they'll talk about it. Oh, the farmers are having a terrible time, but they never talk about, even on the good years, the struggles that farmers have. And this podcast isn't going to be about statistics and facts that are trying to get you to feel bad for the farmer, but I need and want people to see the whole picture of what farming and agriculture truly is. And if you think that agriculture is just a bunch of guys wearing bib overalls playing in the dirt, uh, or the old mom and mom and dad with one with the pitchfork kind of thing, then you definitely definitely tune in to all the episodes of this show because you're going to learn something, and I think that you'll be pretty excited about it. A little bit about me: I got my love for agriculture. Um. Actually, when I was young, uh, there's no farm in my family. My family didn't have a farm for me to go to. Um. So my love came from. I spent a lot of time between my my dads who lived in Iowa and my mom who lived in Illinois, and it's a three and a half hour drive between them. And all there was was agriculture. There was farms everywhere. Um, there's cattle and tractors and combines. And so driving on those long drives, I, that's all I would look at. And that was something that became very interesting to me. And I always wondered, you know, what are they tearing that field up? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And I never had a good outlet to answer my questions. So I had to kind of learn it all on my own. And so that's what I hope that this podcast is going to help somebody learn it on their own, um, by coming and listening. I do work in the agriculture industry. As I said before, I am a sales agronomist for a local retail company, which means I work with farmers day in and day out to come up with their needs to help them grow the crop that they do. So when it comes to farming, it is a, it is a whole business. I mean, it is, it is a big business that, you need to plan and start way early before we start planning. So, and and we'll get into a lot of that in, in some of the episodes of this podcast. I, I do plan on doing some different series. Uh, you, know, you know, how does your steak or pork chops get to your table? Understanding the economics of farming. I know that there's a lot of people out there who probably think because of the pickup trucks and the big equipment, um, and the lots of land that farmers are just rolling in money but when you get down to the dollars and cents of it all it's uh just like every other business except there's a lot thinner margins i think that'd be pretty interesting for a lot of people to hear is the actual dollars and cents i do plan on getting some guys in here to maybe give us some stories from the farm farmers are naturally funny and i, I guess if you spend most of your day alone and you gotta be funny and tell yourself jokes, so you come up with some pretty good ones. That is uh, a couple of the things that I want to do to start off in the next couple of weeks. But today I want to start with, you know, who is the American farmer? Because that's that's truly what I'm trying to get at here. I want to introduce the farmers to the consumers and the consumers to the farmers. It's something that I think is very important. Who is the American farmer? The American farmer only makes up about 2% of our country, which means there's 98% of the country that doesn't farm. That's where we're getting a lot of our disconnect. There's so few farmers and so few people in agriculture that people who aren't in ag but consume the products every single day, they just don't have the touch with the farmer. So the American farmer is somebody who sells at least $1,000 worth of agriculture products a year. Now, that is what the United States Department of Agriculture considers a farmer. If all you have to do is sell $1,000 worth of ag products, that means there is quite a few farmers out there. And whether we consider them hobby farmers or not, the, the majority of farmers are actually in the category of a small family farm. That makes up 89.6% of all of the farmers in this country. If to qualify to be a farmer you need to sell at least $1,000 worth of goods and to be considered a small family farm you need to sell under $350,000 worth of ag products, that's the biggest chunk of the pie when it comes to to who is a farmer. The the next would be mid-sized family farms. That jumps down to about five and a half percent and that is anyone who sells between $350,000 and a million dollars worth of ag products. Now, that seems like a a lot, but when you're talking thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of bushels of grain, and there is guys who have thousands of head of cattle, um, you can get to that number pretty quick. And again, that's selling that's not making those numbers. Uh, And then The last category for family farms is large-scale family farms, and that only makes up about 2.8% of all farmers in the United States. And that's anyone who sells over a million dollars worth of agricultural products. That is the American family farm right there in the nutshell. I mean, that is a huge percent. Over 98% of all farms are family farms. So we got 2% of the country that farms, 98% of that 2% is family farms, and then we get to the next scary one, and that is what everyone talks about, that is the factory farms. And why does everyone talk about factory farms? When you talk about factory farms, you think about some CEO sitting in a lot, paying people to be mean to his animals, and dumping fertilizer and pesticides into the, the river system, and it's very easy to be mad and have anger towards that when it doesn't have a face. I've got farmers and, and customers of mine that if you wanted to be mad at them for something, there's no way you could. I mean, the, good families, good people who work hard and they make a good living and there's no way that you could sit there and, and be mad at them. So it's very easy to just say factory farms is, is what's ruining this country And paint a big, broad stroke over farming. But when you actually look at it, only 2% of all farmers and all farming business is done through a factory farm or a corporate farm. And so that'd be non-family farms. That's people who farm together who don't have any relation Um, The main business person is someone who's not involved with a family or anything like that. So it's not even all, you know, factory farms. That's just kind of a, a scare word that has been created because, again, it is easy to paint a big broad stroke over the whole industry with that and not have a face to be mad at. Um, that's to me is something that's, I think the biggest misconception when it comes to farmers is who they are and the size of of what a farm is. I guess technically I would be considered a farmer, me and my wife, we do have a few head of cattle and every year we do sell over that thousand dollars worth of ag products. So technically I guess we could be a considered farmers and I don't necessarily consider myself that, but that's what it would take. Well, as I, I do wrap up this first episode, one thing that I think would help people understand farmers a little bit more is if they understood what they do all year round. Most of the time right now, you don't see tractors in the fields. You don't see anything like that. People can sit there and say, well, farmers, they only work a couple of months a year. Why in the world should we feel bad for them? They only work a couple of months a year. They get to work outside. Well, they don't work just a couple months a year. They work. Every single month of the year. Right now, what most farmers are doing is they are going to their banks. They are trying to make a case to their banks on why they should be able to farm next year. Now, think of whatever your hobby is, whatever your passion is. Now think that you have to go to the bank every year to convince them to let you keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that, that's, that's a hard part for farmers. You know, they work so hard all year, and the next year they could go to their bank, and their bank could say, you know, we've decided that we're going to cut back on ag lending. We are going to slow down and, and scrutinize who we lend to just a little bit harder. They can have it taken away from them just like that. So this time of year, farmers are sitting in their offices, which, believe me, uh is not their favorite thing to do in the world. And they are crunching numbers. They are penciling out all of their expenses for the next year. They are figuring out what they made last year or as close to it as possible to show the bank that hey, we did break even or we made a little bit. They're trying to figure out with the prices that are out there that they can sell their crops and their cattle and their products for. What could they potentially make next year? So this time of year, not the best time for farmers because it's not what they like to do, but it's the most important part because if they can't come up with a justification for their banker on being able to farm next year and get the loan, because when we talk about the uh, the dollars and cents of it later, it's a, it is a, a lot of money. There is a lot of money on the line. For the banks who lend this money. So they, you know, understandably, they they don't want to lose out. But the farmer needs that to keep going. So right now, that's what farmers are doing. Farmers are working in their offices. They are trying to fight and come up with a justification on why they should get to farm next year. And believe me, if you don't like this whole factory farm, quote unquote, um, thing you want family farms to stay in business because the more family farms there are, the less corporations are going to get in on this. You know, if, if that number for small family farms goes from 89 to 85%, every one of those other categories is going to grow, including the non-family farm category. I know from listening to the news that's the last thing we want. So, just think about that. Think about how how are farmers feeling when they walk into their bankers and remember that farmers are just trying to raise a good quality crop that they can help feed the world with and they want to do it in the most humane way possible well i'm going to wrap up now i appreciate you listening to this whole podcast for uh for episode number 1 look for the next couple of podcasts going to come out going to have different series uh bring some people in um So I appreciate it. Hey, thank you very much. And remember, ag is for you.